Hey there, welcome to the Reading Project Podcast, where I help you build stronger readers one episode at a time. I'm Ashley, and your reading tutor. My experience as an online tutor, classroom teacher, and the mother of a reluctant reader has allowed me to bring a fun and effective approach to building stronger and more confident readers. I created the Reading Project after working with dozens of families in my business that needed support in helping their readers at home. I want parents and caregivers to know that you don't have to be a teacher to help your struggling reader. I'm here to help with book suggestions, homework tips and tricks, tools and ideas for tackling reading, writing, and spelling work at home. I am on a mission to help you develop a culture of literacy and a love of stories with your children. Let's do it. Hello, welcome to the Reading Project Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and your reading tutor. I am super excited for today's episode because it's a little bit different. Today, we're gonna be talking about the reluctant writer. So up until now, I have done episodes on all different kinds of literacy, but I haven't talked a lot about the writing side. So I'm hoping in the coming months to talk more about writing and spelling and developing stronger habits in those areas. But before we dive in, I would love it if you would take a minute to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. The reviews really help people like yourself find the Reading Project podcast where they can get inspiration, support, and encouragement and ideas for supporting their kids with reading and writing at home. And I love reading your reviews. It means the world to me that you took a minute to just let me know that you're out there listening and that the podcast is making a difference for you. So I do truly appreciate those. And I love saying hi. So if you're listening today, it'd be wonderful if you take a screenshot and go ahead and share it to your story on Instagram, tag me at your reading tutor and tell me what your favorite episode is or your takeaway from the episode you just listened to. All right, let's dive in and start talking about reluctant writers. So often reluctant readers and reluctant writers go hand in hand. It's not always the case that if you have a reluctant reader, you will also have a reluctant writer, but it does happen quite a bit. So today I'm gonna give you some strategies and some options for things you can try with your kiddo if they are very reluctant to do writing with you. Okay, first thing you're gonna do is give them as much choice and control as you can, okay? You'll probably notice this is kind of a common theme for me, right? I talk a lot about choice, but I really believe that when it comes to areas of lower confidence, for students, the the ability to choose um, is really powerful for them. Okay. So give them as much choice as you can and let them choose between maybe two different writing prompts or two types of writing. Be careful not to give too many choices though, as it can be overwhelming. You should think about easing your child into the idea of writing and try and take the pressure off writing at home whenever possible. Some kids just need help becoming comfortable with writing. You know, there's a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts that comes, you know, with learning how to write. 
They are thinking about the letter formation. They're thinking about the correct letter to use to spell the word correctly. They are thinking about keeping the letters the same size, you know, on the line. They, there's just, they're thinking about their ideas, how to say what they want to say. There are so many parts of becoming a strong writer that it just takes some time. So whenever you can, you know, don't overcorrect your child's writing, right? Be enthusiastic and encouraging whenever they're writing. Some, a question as simple as how many words can you write today can be really powerful if you fully accept their answer. So my son was a reluctant writer when we first started and he has come a long way, but it's definitely still an area we're working on. But I would use that question with him all the time in our first year of homeschooling. How many words can you write today? If he said one, fine. He wrote one word and then we moved on. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't stay one forever. You know, he was able to increase his number of words he could write. And if he got to the point where he seemed like he was stuck and he wasn't ever increasing, I would change the question slightly and say, do you think you can write four words or five words today? Right? So giving him a choice uh, of a, you know, a, a way for him to feel successful with the writing. All right, another way to sort of grow or develop their interest in written expression is to just take it step by step. So start by having your child draw out their ideas or talk about their ideas to a friend, um, you know, someone in your family, and you be a scribe for them and write down their stories to read again later. We did this, we have done this with both of our kids, and it is very powerful to write out their stories, put a piece of construction paper over it for the cover, you know, let them come up with a title and a cover design and then call it a book, right? It's their book now. And then to read that book out loud later, like that, that is just so fun for kids. They will feel so much pride having you read their book out loud at a later date. So definitely do that. If you're not already, I think that's a great way for kids to get their ideas out, to have some fun as a writer and to feel a real sense of pride. It's always a good idea to allow and encourage typing or keyboarding instead of always focusing on handwriting. Some, some children really struggle with handwriting for various reasons. And by always demanding that they use a pencil or pen, you know, by always demanding a handwritten piece, it can really cause a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety. So I think it's equally as important to learn keyboarding skills as it is to learn handwriting, especially the, the age we're living in, right? Um, children are learning online as an adult, you're applying to things online, you are filling out forms online. There's just so many times now and in the future that they are going to need to be able to type. So I think it's equally as important, this may or may not be a popular opinion, um, but I definitely think typing is very important for kids to learn. And if you have a reluctant writer, it's especially important because as they grow up and go through high school and college and as an adult, they're probably gonna choose typing over handwriting. If handwriting, you know, writing things out, that's not their thing, they're just gonna opt for typing in, in the future. So let's set them up for success and give them 
those accommodations to make it easier for them uh, to get there. Okay, another great way to encourage writers is to use mentor text to provide an example of some really great writing samples for students to gain inspiration and understand the components of that piece of writing. So it's a, it's a great idea when you're doing read alouds to pull out little parts from the text and talk to them about the vocabulary or the kinds of language used in the piece or the way they structured it. Or if you're reading a graphic novel, you know, look at the different kinds of fonts that they use and why did they use that one? You know, it's, it's just a really good opportunity to draw their attention to written work, right? Because we want them to see that writing is important, writing is powerful, and that it it's, you know, a priority for you and a priority for them to learn it. There are so many fun things you can use to help reluctant writers. So I'm going to talk about a few of those things now. So one book that we've um, used in the past and I've actually used with my own private tutoring students is called Draw Right Now. And the, the word right is W-R-I-T-E draw right now. And I'll make sure to include a link to those in the show notes. But I love those because it gives students an opportunity to draw a picture. So and it shows them the steps for drawing and it's all different topics. So whatever they're interested in, animals, habitats, um, history, landmarks, there's all different kinds of things. So they learn how to draw it. And then they do a little research around it and write about their drawing. That's a really great idea. Writing prompts, there's all kinds of writing prompts on the internet, on Pinterest, or um, there's, I'm sure there's books on Amazon with writing prompts. And we've really enjoyed using uh, story cubes with our students. Uh, I mean, excuse me, with our children. And also I've used them with my students where they're like different kinds of dice, but they have pictures on them. So you roll the dice, and you look at what's on the pictures and then try to write a story to go with the picture. And so for us, we would start often by talking about the pictures, we would write for them. And then eventually we were able to assign that as part of homeschool, you know, roll the story dice, write, write a story to go with what you get. They also have a great app uh, for Rory's story cubes. So again, I'll make sure to link all of these things that I'm talking about in the show notes. Okay, another great idea is to give students the tools they need to meet them where they are in the process. So if they need graphic organizers to help with brainstorming, maybe they need editing checklists to, to remember to go back and check their work, or they need lists of what we call juicy words, right? What are some, some of those more descriptive words we want students using? If, if it's not part of their vocabulary yet, they might need a little word bank to help them. Maybe they need sentence starters. I use sentence starters every day with my students. I ask them to write a sentence for a sight word we're studying. And if they get stuck, I'll say, okay, just finish my sentence. And I start it, they have to finish it. So um, sentence starters can be really powerful. It's always fun to give your, your kids and your students just some new, interesting, fun things to write with. Um, like we actually purchased black sticky notes and then gel pens and a white pen, silver pen, glitter pens, things like that. When my goal was really in his reluctant writing phase, 
we invested in some different kinds of fancy notebooks. We set up a writing station with envelopes and letters. Um, we got window markers from, I believe they're Crayola. And again, I will definitely list those in the show notes, but we let him write on the windows and the door, you know, the glass, cause we use those special markers. Uh, chalk, let them write outside on the sidewalk, get special pencils. There are so many things that you can uh, invest in. And it really doesn't even have to be that big of an investment. You could go to the dollar store and pick out some different kinds of fun markers and pens. And I think when we set up our writing center at our house, we, um, stocked it with stuff from the dollar store. So envelopes, sticky notes, notebooks of all different sizes, pens, paper, pencils, you know, all that kinds of stuff, because what your child is going to do is just go through it, right? Use it in all kinds of different ways. And you're going to give them fun things to write about. You're, you know, if it's around the holidays, have them write a Christmas list, their birthday list, have them plan a trip or get a pen pal. We have done pen pals over the years for Michael. And that's always a lot more fun to write to a pen pal than to just, you know, write about an assignment they're not as interested in, right? So the important thing to, to remember is that if you have a reluctant reader, a reluctant writer, or a student that's just struggling in another academic area, the thing to remember is they are struggling, right? In school, they are working super hard. They're working really hard in school. And we need to give them some grace at home and anytime we can and give them choice give them flexibility, give them support, and make it fun. I am always looking for opportunities to make it fun for them. You know, working in games, there's like games like Build a Word. I have a whole set of uh, done-for-you reading and writing games. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes. And it has over 30 different Build a Word boards. That would be a great way to get kids writing just a few words at a time to build up their writing stamina. Because earlier when I was talking about how there's all these different parts of writing, you know, all these different things that go into being able to be a strong writer. One of the things I forgot to mention was just the, the stamina, the muscle stamina and the dexterity required in your hand and your fingers to be able to actually hold the writing device and be able to form those letters. That's another big part of it. And it takes time. So if they are holding the pencil too tightly or pushing too hard, they might be stressing their muscles in their hand and getting, they will fatigue faster. So uh, you know, that was just a little aside, but to, to remember they are working hard. Our kids are working so hard and at home as their parents and caregivers, we have the opportunity to take some of that pressure off, right? We have the opportunity to be that safe space and provide opportunities for them to just meet them where they are and give them the time and the space to learn how to do what they need to do. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode about motivating a reluctant writer. I would love to hear from you. If you were listening, what was the takeaway? What is something you're going to try this week with your, with your students or your children? And until next time, keep reading and writing. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. 
And if you know anyone who might be interested in joining us and listening in on my podcast, I would love for you to share it. And I'd also love to connect with you on social. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. All my links are in the show notes. Make sure you head over to my website at www.yourreadingtutor.com to sign up for my newsletter so you'll be notified when new episodes come out and any new promotions or services that I'm offering. You can also find my free signature three-step reading reward system on my website. You'll be able to download it and just get started right away helping your struggling reader to reach their potential. Keep reading. See you next time.